football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw, rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my D. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits Podcast with Moco. Here to talk about all things Florida Gators football and Boston Celtics. No more Florida Gators for right now because, uh, yeah, spring bre- spring ball is over and uh, a lot more Celtics stuff happening, especially with the playoffs coming up. Playoffs coming up so, uh, we've been on a three-week hiatus, so let's just get right into this because we actually missed out on a big, like, t- like big stretch of games. No, like the six-game win streak that yeah. they had, and they beat like some good teams, like the Nuggets. They beat the Trailblazers. So like they had, there was a good streak of games that we kind of we should have covered, you know, a couple weeks ago, but that didn't really happen. So let's just jump it right into it. So what I decided to format the six win uh, win streak is like uh, just whatever games you want to talk about, like whatever stood out to you. Just mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. So um, yeah. actually, I'll talk about some of the notes I had uh, about the six win streak, like just in general, because I think it's a good thing to like look at overarching uh, themes. The first thing was that Tatum, Kemba, and Brown were able to play really well together. Like, usually, most games, you would see, like, oh, Brown plays really well, but Tatum has a terrible shooting night, and Kemba yeah, has a terrible shooting night. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, or, like, two yeah. of them's good, one of them's bad, etc. But, like, you know, first reactions of that, like, seeing all three of them being simultaneously great. Because, you I know, mean, we've been trashing on... Yeah, all, always, of course. Yeah. But, um, no, I actually really like seeing them play well together, because, like, I like watching... Just like Jalen Brown and Tatum, kind of just like meld together, you know. Because it, like, it makes both... it look like the Nets, you know, with with Harden, Kyrie, <laughs> and KD, right? <laughs> Not quite that good. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's nice to like see them play together because also we know that like they have this young talent. And yeah. They're so uh, they're not as young anymore, but you know, like when they were up and coming. Um. So it's just nice to see them like actually working well together now because mm-hmm. that's what they were supposed to do. That, so yeah. Sure <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're ecstatic about that. I am ecstatic <laughs> for the six wins, and then we'll talk about the games after the six win streak because that kind of went a downward spiral. But the next thing, um, you know, because we, we always talk about this, Payton Pritchard and uh, Rob Williams are shining again as usual. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making steps to be really good. Not much to say there because we've been talking about them, preaching about them the whole time. Mm-hmm. James always been talking about Robert James, Williams. James always. He's going to be in the background, so he might mm-hmm. shout out a few things every so often. But um, next thing, Romeo Lankford is back. And in the past games that he's been back, past games he's been back, he's averaged only like two points a game or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of whack, and they're yeah. giving him like 20-plus minutes a night. Like, why, I think, what do you, I why think, would you give a rookie – or not a rookie, but like a guy who just came back from injury that many minutes but also – he plays like trash and they haven't adjusted yet. You know, what why what do you think? I think but. Brad Stevens at this point is probably in like uh not experimentation mode, but like I think near the like, playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> near the like playoffs. You're, you're coming near the playoffs and the Celtics right now are sitting at the sixth seed, thirty two and thirty, so just above five hundred. So <laughs> I think that he's pretty confident that the Celtics you guys are going to get a playoff spot. You guys yeah. are gonna clinch a playoff spot. So I think that right now he might be trying to like figure new things out. Because he's gonna like you're gonna meet some teams in the playoffs that are gonna you know give you hell. So I think he's trying to like maybe you know figure a couple other things out maybe. Yeah, I I don't know. I, it's just uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why what why that is. I wouldn't do it personally. I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't either. But like, who's the <laughs> NBA coach? <laughs> yeah, there there you go. He's, he is the coach. So. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like why would you play him? And then also they haven't. At least they've been reducing his minutes. So I'm happy about that. Um, another note I have, let's just move on from Romeo Langford. There's not much to talk about him other than his crappy shooting. Uh, Tatum is also not consistent with his shooting. Speaking of shooting, uh, no. Tatum has not been consistent. Like you maybe like you look at the box scores every, every yeah. some, some odd games, like he just shoots terrible. 
even without Brown and, T- and Kemba, which sucks because you need some of those guys to pick up the slack when Tatum exactly. can't shoot shoot out of games. Mm-hmm. But, so, I, mean, I mean, in the last stretch for the six-game win streak, like you said, Tatum and Brown were, and Kemba were all playing well together, but everyone was shooting relatively well, except for, um, which game is this, the Nuggets game? So the Nuggets yeah. game was like a, com- almost a complete blowout. Which which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. Actually, actually, I, yeah, we'll get into it uh, in a little bit because I do have notes on that game. That's actually one game I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first game I want to talk about was the Timberwolves because uh, the only note I have on that one is that uh, Tatum is the youngest player to ever score over fifty on the Celtics next to Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. He's actually broke he broke Larry Bird's record. Yeah, this I, I he's younger. Was he was younger than Larry Bird when he scored over fifty. So that's you know that's great to see. Mm-hmm. And he had a good shooting night as well. He went sixteen for twenty five, six from ten from three. So it's not like he was just chucking up shots. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when he can shoot well, that's what he can do. You know, it's just a matter. Well, of let's also note it was against the Timberwolves. That's also <laughs> a very fair assessment because yeah, we all know about the Timberwolves. But also, um, I wanted to bring up so these last couple games. These three games that we've been talking about, the um, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Trailblazers, Tatum has gotten to the line consistently more than he has been for the rest of the season. He, he got to the line ten times in the Trailblazers game, right? And he knocked it down eight for ten from, from the, the cherry stripe. Um, and then, like, the other games, you know, he was eight for eight in, in the Nuggets game. And then he was 15 for 16 in the... Um, Timberwolves game. So, obviously, like, I think he needs to really just, like, kind of get into the paint more and, you know, rely, not rely on it, but I think yeah. he needs to trust his size. Yeah, you know, I agree. He's a big, he's a big dude. Pause. But, um, <laughs> he, he's, Pause. he's a big, no, he's a big dude. So, I think that, you know, like, he gets to the line more, and I think he's going to start putting up better numbers. Because he's also, he's a, obviously a good free throw shooter. You know, yep. he just needs to get there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that because, um, you know, every time I see him not shoot well, he's mainly his main play style is just dribble a couple times, shoot a contested three, and completely brick it. So like, he does do that. A and lot, it, yeah. and it, the shots he makes really well, like you know, good post up, good post moves, driving to the hoop, mm-hmm. you know, getting high percentage shots like that. So yeah. just like his his fadeaway right at the baseline is mm-hmm. automatic every single time. Yes. he needs to be he needs to know his spots on the on the court and try to push try to push those. Yeah, and just really push to those. Yeah. You know, because he does, he takes shots from a lot of different areas on the field. Um, but yeah, I think that he needs to find his spots and he needs to really just like pop in on them. There you go. And uh, speaking of shooting, uh, I want to talk about the Nuggets game. Uh, of course, Jamal Murray was out, so that was the one thing why they didn't play as well. Uh, and another thing was the three point percentages for each team. The Celtics had a thirty uh, had a twenty one percent three point percentage, and the Nuggets had a twenty three percent. Three point percentage. No one That's, shot well from three. That no one shot well, which really stuck out to me. I'm like, Except we have three. decently good shooting teams here, and I'm just like, why? Yeah. Well, why I'll, is that? Yeah, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. went one for twelve from three. Yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write so that I note, think, but like, I saw that. I was like, why? Yeah. Michael so, Porter should not be shooting that bad. Seriously, he's a good shooter, you know. So I don't really know where that came from. And then you know, like Aaron Gordon and Compazzo. Uh, I think no, my bad. Um, Aaron Gordon and Will Barton. They both took. Three threes and made one each, so that's thirty three percent on each of them. So obviously yep. it's gonna bring the whole average down, but at the same time, yeah, no one was knocking them, knocking them down efficiently except for Compazzo, three for three. <laughs> Compazzo, the the small man. I think he's the smallest person next to it in the league right now, who's actually good. So I would say that. I, I mean, he's like five ten or something like that. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is also hilarious talking about like how bad they were shooting that night. Defensive, the defensive rating for the Celtics was ninety five, which is like the lowest it's ever been. Yeah, and also that means like their defense was like elite. 
Yeah, that's, like that's, looking that's, at the bull, like nine, like nine, like was it like eighty five bulls or eighty four bulls type of elite defense? But um, yeah, that was just weird to see. Anyway, you you won't see it on there. It's like the advanced stats, but yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> no, but um, it's uh, it's just weird seeing good defense from the Celtics. That's my point. <laughs> it is definitely weird, but also because I don't think um. We're talking about the Nuggets game, right? No, right, we were so talking about the Nuggets game. Yeah, okay, so Robert Williams was still in. but um, Yes. Every, so every time he's in, and, and Marcus Smart, those two are clearly the defensive centerpieces to the Celtics. I think they're also like I the think, um, the leader, like defensive leaders. I don't know yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, Marcus Smart more so than Robert Williams, or Robert Williams is kind of just like, you know, paint anchor kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously when both of them are playing really good defense, you know, you guys pull out with the dub. So I think that, you, like, Marcus Smart needs to really... Um, like pick it up in terms of yeah. like being a leader. I think he needs to kind of push the rest of the guys to be better on defense. You know, which is why he what he should be doing. I think he does that, but like how, uh, maybe he doesn't do it enough for yeah, or maybe they're not be. listening. You know, like obviously we don't know what's going on in the locker room. But there you go. I I think that like that's really what they need to do because you know like the NBA is like so focused on offense now that I feel like a lot of teams are kind of pushing, they're straying away from defense. You know, like we know the Heat. This year, obviously, you know, there and last year. Defensive monsters. Defensive monsters. And they had success. I mean, la- um, last year in the playoffs, whether or not you want to call it, you know, a but, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a fluke, fluke that, um, that the Heat went to the finals. Whether or not you want to call it that, they still played incredible defense. They locked entire. down Giannis. They mm-hmm. locked down the Celtics. They are Tatum and Brown, I guess. Exactly. They locked. They exactly. they did what they can against AD and LeBron, but LeBron's always gonna pull something out of his ass. So. Mm-hmm, seriously, it, but um, it happens. Yeah, so like we, I think that like teams need to focus more on defense, or at least not completely push it away. Yeah, you know, I mean the the Heat are a big pro, a big you know component or not component, but like a big, what would they say? Proponent of defense. Not proponent. It's it's uh, not a it's not a fluke, but like they're like the the one enigma. Of like the whole, all the teams of in the NBA, yeah, like they focus no, on definitely. defense heavily. Yeah, and I think that yeah, heavily. a lot of that comes from Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra, yeah, that's what I was, was going to say that Eric yeah, Spolstra preaches defense, and he exactly. always coaches their guys to play hard defense. Mm-hmm. And that's and the culture down yeah, there. Yeah, he, he's a gr- he's a great coach as well. So. I mean, with Jimmy Butler yeah, there too, know. pushing, yelling at those guys probably does mm-hmm. help. <laughs> so exactly, he's like one. Of, he's like the perfect piece, I think, to yeah. like any team almost. Like you can stick Jimmy Butler in just about any team. And he'll, Minus he'll the Timberwolves. Well. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I mean, we saw what happened with the Timberwolves. That wasn't necessarily his yep. fault. But, um, no, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He's just a good piece for every team. That's something I wish we had, because I think that he would scare some of these guys straight on the Celtics and actually mm-hmm. get them to play better and more consistent all the time. Yeah. But, you know, we don't got that. So, no, we'll, we, gotta, we got Marcus gotta, Smart. What you got? Who's a pretty... He's also a great... He's a great leader. Leader, well. yeah. Great, yeah, great leader, I think. But he's not as vocal, not as, like, hard as Jimmy Butler is. Mm-hmm. So, sure, you know, he, sure. it's what it is. But uh, let's move on to the next game. Trailblazers is the biggest game, and I actually watched that game. It's mm-hmm. one of the couple games I watched in, in the 16 winning streak. It was really good because... The, the flow of the game actually was that uh, we were in the lead for most of the first half, and like we kept control of the game most of the first half. And then towards the fourth quarter, we just started losing it, and that's why the game was so close. It was 116 to 115. Um, yeah, 116 to 115 Celtics. We barely won off some lucky defense that happened at the last five seconds, so I'm just like, whatever. It pissed me off that we couldn't blow them out because we should have blown them out. So, I mean, my first note, it was just an offensive night for both of us, or both of the teams. Uh, we we there was like barely any defense because we have too many offensive powerhouses on the on the each of those teams. Mm, yeah, you so you know, just let them go. You let them go. Yeah. So the next thing, um, 
Carmelo looking like Melo. He had 25 points, 10 for 5, uh, 3 for 5 for 3. Yeah. Carmelo looking like Melo, yeah, not Carmelo. Straight up, he's absolutely was killing it that so, game. Okay, this debate now about who the real Melo is is not a debate. I don't think it's a debate either. But like people are talking every about every new it. NBA fan. Every okay, hold on. It. It's, it's the new NBA fans want to call Lamelo Ball Lamelo uh, Lamelo, and then all the NBA fans who are older than exactly James is shaking, his, shaking his head over that. Every like, NBA fan who is older than seventeen calls Carmelo Melo. Lamelo should be Lamelo. I think that he should be. He should be claiming Lamelo, not not calling himself Melo. It's yeah. an idiot. He I don't think calling... you can. You can't just come in to the league as a rookie and take Mello. a legend's nickname. Yeah. You know. I mean. I don't. Think I mean, he has one of chips, but yeah, he's he's still he's still a legend, impactful yeah. impactful player. Exactly. He future, should be a hall of fame. Hall of fame he should be a hall of fame based on his impact, not on his championships or anything. I think his impact to the game. Huh. He doesn't have any. That's the point. That's yeah, what I'm saying. The, yeah, I'm saying his point. Say. My point being is my argument for him to be in the Hall of Fame is his impact to the game and how like good he was, how good he was on each team, like the Knicks and the, the Nuggets, how his impact basically. So yeah, I mean that's like my gist about the the Mello argument. Lamelo should be claiming Lamelo because there's no I other Lamelo in the league. Exactly, and also Lamelo. It's not like Lamelo is like a. Dumb yeah, name. Like, yeah, like, it's not like it's a pretty cool name. Yeah, like, don't like, take ball. I think Lonzo day. claimed ball, so like I don't know if you want to claim ball. Well, I mean, they were both ball brothers, but you know, yeah, that's the comment. Know, thing. I think I think it's a little ridiculous that it's even, <laughs> that it's even a conversation. Yeah, well, people are still arguing it. Um, the last thing I got was um, the shooting, uh, the the points for the point spread for the Celtics, at least from the uh, big three. Tatum had tw- uh, 30, 32, Brown had four, uh, twenty four, and Kemba had twenty one. So they all have really good nights. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, happy to see it. And Kemba has also, at least for the last three games that we've been talking about, Kemba's been stepping up on his playmaking. Yes. You know, he's been getting consistently like seven, around seven or eight. I think he had a double-double in the Timberwolves game. I think it was. He should be. He should be getting a double-double in the Timberwolves. There's no one who can be, should be guarding him. That's good. Almost a double-double. He had nine assists. Nine. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the point being is that he obviously, I think, is capable of being that playmaker that the mm-hmm. Celtics need, and I think that when he does produce on that end of the floor, it shows up in the it shows up in the box score, and then you get the dub. Hundred percent agree, and uh, I mean that's the last game I wanted to talk about uh, on the six game win streak wise. Unless you had another game you wanted to talk about. Not really, no. Okay, so cool because I wanted to move on to the, uh, the 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 Nets game if you wanted to talk about that. Because I know we always want to bring up anytime we we have the Suns or the Nets, I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go straight into that. I gotta find the what was I gonna talk about about it. Suns should have won. Uh yeah, that I know. I mean, it's fair because they're playing like trash. I mean, quick thing about the Suns, Devin Booker fouled out halfway through the fourth. Uh, every time I saw. Uh, Chris Paul shoot uh, pull for a mid range he missed. Now their team even broke hundred. Broke hundred, yeah. So like they're just an, a terrible offensive night. So that's the gist for the Suns game. No one was making their shots, and everyone was just chucking up random shots, hoping that would go in at that rate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my gist for the Suns. But for the Nets game, we only lost by five. I think that's honestly an accomplishment I for how agree. good they're playing. I agree. Yeah, <clears throat> for how good they're playing. Because I'm not gonna downplay how good how bad. Like I'm not gonna say the Celtics are bad. I'm not gonna downplay it like that. But like. Mm-hmm. I want to say that we, we to, put up a fight against the Nets. Yeah, and to be fair, um, Kevin Durant and James Harden were out. But you but still have Kyrie. I, exactly, we still had Kyrie. And he only scored... Bruce Brown? He, <laughs> he only scored 15... I, I say only 15 points, but um, yeah. he scored only 15 points, which is like not like him well, at first all. First of all, look at, the guy, look, at, look at the guy on the top of the of your box score That's right there. Jo- Joe Jesus. That's Joe my Jesus. guy. That is my guy. Joe I Jesus. love Joe Harris this season. I love what he's doing for the Nets. 
He's knocked down from three automatic every single time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Also, I'm just going to say this right now uh, for the Nets game. Uh, Kemba and Jalen Brown and Robert Williams were out. So, with that in mind, do you think the Celtics could have beat him if Brown and Robert Williams, I'm not going to count Kemba, but if Brown and Williams were in the game for the starting lineup? I think that, I think it's definitely possible, you know, because, like, we look at the score, and yeah, it's really close, you know, and also, like, we look at uh, rebounding, the Celtics heavily out-rebounded the Nets. So, Robert Williams would have been, would have been helpful there. Absolutely, Robert Williams would have been a great piece uh, there, um, and uh, I guess... KD and James Harden do pick up boards, um, but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think necessarily that. Um, I can't really imagine like another piece that would have helped us out super much. I think the thing about me is that like, even so for I me, think that it's possible, definitely. Yeah, for me, like if we had, if we could, like example, what if KD was playing that night and we had Jalen Brown and Rob Williams? I think that'd still be a fair fight. I think it would be a good match. It would be a good match definitely. to watch our 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 big or I guess our big our two big guys versus mm-hmm. your two. Now, I think what's gonna happen, what it's gonna come down to it is, um, who can stop. Who? Like, when it comes yeah. to, like, on the Matchups? Nets. Yeah, because, like, we... The Nets have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Those are three, like, massive offensive weapons. You know, yeah. I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but, like, you gotta shut down one. You, yeah. I, you know you're not gonna shut down all three, you know? And, and unless you're, like, so, the, the Miami Heat, which are really good defensively, but, I mm-hmm. that's rare. Yeah, see. exactly. And even, like, if you put, you know, all your effort onto one dude, like, uh, someone else is gonna go off. And already... You saw that when, with Joe Harris on, on that game. Exactly, so. because when when they're locking down everybody else, Joe Joe comes to play. But um, <laughs> he he does, man. I, I, I love that guy. But um, and Bruce Brown and Bruce Brown, Jeff Green as well. I mean, honestly, I'm loving what's going on with the Nets right now. And you were I crapping was, on their I bench. Was so you were so scared. down on the bench. I was so scared that the bench was going to be crap because I was I I was I mean, like, all right, we traded oh, away. I know like oh, Torian Prince, pause, Jared. Pause. What are your thoughts on the Marcus Aldridge retiring? Oh, like, <laughs> like you mean like after playing like two games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it obviously sucks, but like, I mean, he did it for his health, so obviously yeah. I can't, you know, shit on him for that. Uh, crap on him for that. I, I just remember seeing the RDC world. If you ever see, if you ever watch RDC on YouTube, the, the oh, LeBron, yeah, LeBron reacting so to funny. like LeBron is and Blake got their prize yeah, back. Like, what, are you like, what am I supposed about? to do, Adam Silver? What am I supposed to do? And I was like, I was like yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel. I was like, what? I mean, even I felt the same way when I saw that we picked up Lamarcus Aldridge. I was like, really? Really? Like, do we really need like more? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. More old it, guys. Over. Yeah. Right. But um, it sucks that he had to retire like that because he was doing some pretty good things, you know. And I was even saying like, I know. I think everything I've said on this podcast yeah. has become not true. Yeah, um, it's a great picture, James. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> um, but I forgot what I was gonna say. No, no, my thing was uh, like he ended his career kind of on a weird note. Like he retired mm-hmm. midseason. Like he didn't retire at the end of the playoffs when the Nets like may could have like potentially won the finals. Mm-hmm. He should have retired then. He well, might. did you do you know why he retired exactly? I know his health, but like I didn't know how serious it was. He had um I don't think it was like a heart murmur. I think he had like a an murmur. Ir- I think he had like an irregular heartbeat um, during one of the games, and he said it oh. just like scared the hell out of him. And also like he's thirty six, he has like a wife and kids, that's so like true. he's trying to not get a heart attack. That's you know? so that's, that's true. why I, I obviously I think everyone you know is super again like I quote RDC RDC world. Man, I'm 36. How do you keep doing this to me? So, Adam, I mean, for real, bro. It seems like so many years, like teams are being built for the sole purpose to take down LeBron James. Yep, that's what the Nets are building. That's what uh, the Clippers were trying to do with uh, Kawhi and PG, but they didn't even make it to yeah, beat to the Lakers. And the, 
that. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Blew up, dude. That was but yeah, oh, well, we'll see. We'll work. see what they happens this year. But but see what's, see what's about to happen next. See what happens next. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, not much else to talk about. Minus that Payne Pritchard had an amazing night, but. That's the thing about, I realized that Payne Pritchard, once he gets like starting minutes as a six man or in the starting lineup, he does really well. Mm-hmm. He does pr- debatably better than Kemba some nights. He was six for seven on the three point line. Yeah, he was automatic, eight for 12. Automatic, yeah. The rest of it. So, well, I mean, I think that, because watching Payton Pritchard, I think he needs to like trust himself a lot more. And he was going against Kyrie, who's not that bad of a defender. Let's be honest here. Kyrie's not that bad. Yeah, and they're both. I think they're both similar in size. I think I know so Kyrie, Kyrie's like six three, and I think Peyton Pritchard's like six one. Six one. Something six like that. One. Yeah, so or six foot dead. Around so there. they're similar in sizes. So it's not like it would have been super difficult for Kyrie to you know play even mediocre defense on him. But yeah. I think that Peyton Pritchard needs to like trust himself more. He took seven. And Brad game, Stevens needs to start him. Six. Yeah, I think also that. But um, yeah, I I hate seeing like a lot of these rookies that have clear potential to do really great things and then they're being like snubbed by their coaches you know because it's like oh it's a rookie and we have veteran guys that we'd rather play and which is fair because like as a if i was a coach i probably would do the same thing yeah because i would you know look what we did with robert williams that's like what i point to like why we play young guys it's universal it's not universal but like around the league we see like these young guys really step up and play really well. Now my question you know? is: Is it is it because Kemba's contract? Is there something in there that he has to be in the starting lineup when he's getting paid all this money? That's the thing I'm questioning now at this rate. Is that is it part of his Kemba's contract that he, that Peyton Pritchard can't start or something like that? I don't know if it's like I don't know how the contracts work. If it is written in the contract that That's he has to start, that'd dumb. be kind of weird. That's yeah, that would be really weird. But um, yeah, I think that how much? What's what's um. What's his contract at Kemba's? Do you know? It's thirty million. Thirty million. Yeah, they're paying him thirty million dollars. Like, start. You start. Know? Like, just start. Even it's if not... you're trash some nights. <laughs> yeah. Start. Like, I pay you thirty million dollars. Start. Oh my god. Yeah. That, that, that. I don't know. I guess I'm just a person who cares about more scheme and just like how to win over money contracts and bullshit. I yeah, know. but I and I mean that's like the league. That's part of that's exactly. part of the NBA. It's, so it's yeah, the league, you know, yeah, I deal with it. But yeah, I mean that's I mean if you have any closing arguments about the Nets, anything you want to talk about with the Nets wise this season I'm before just we move really on? Really excited for the playoffs. I agree. I'm really excited for the playoffs. I want to see what happens because I don't. I think the Celtics are making it to the second or not, they're not making it past the second round with all these teams. So I, I'm gonna. It's the East is looking uh, scary, pretty dangerous. Why is my question is why the Hawks above? Like how are the Hawks doing this good? That's my question. Especially like how long has Trey Young been out for? He's been out oh for like a couple God, weeks. Oh my God! Yeah, he's right? been out. Yeah, he's been out. Yeah, oh. and they've been playing. They've been playing pretty well. But um, that's my but who's the team who's that, stepping. I, I, I hold on. I gotta find the. I gotta yeah. find the Hawks. Who is but stepping up for them? The team that I think is going to be one of like the biggest um, upsetters. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be the Knicks because they are at the four seed right now. So like it wouldn't be like an upset upset. But like Julius Randle has kind of put this team on his back at this point. Yeah, you know, and he's carrying them right oh. now. Oh. Did you over five hundred record? I saw his video on one of my YouTube NBA YouTubers, but did you see about the Stephen A. Um, take that he did about like if the Nets, um, what is it? It's if uh, what the hell was it? So if the Knicks make it to the playoffs and win a playoff series, and then the Nets don't win a chip, it's just an indictment on KD and Kyrie not joining the Knicks and winning with them and not you yeah. know because like how well they're playing. Like it's also but I don't think, that's see my only problem with like because I know that um that. 
uh, KD joining the Knicks was a, possibly a thing. Yeah. Um, he was like, the Stephen A was like, I'm going to clean his locker at the garden. I'm going to be his personal Uber driver type of deal. I was yeah, like, what? I love Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I know that that was in talks, but, like, I'm honestly, as... It's, like, difficult to, like, kind of explain. Because you're a Nets like, fan. No, as a Nets fan, <laughs> obviously, it's nice to see them, you know, like, pull up, um, you know, in Brooklyn and do what they're do what they're doing. But also, I think that if KD and Kyrie were on the Knicks, um, Julius Randle would not be having the season that he's currently having. Yeah. And I love Julius Randle. I think he's dope. I think this season he's doing amazing things. I love watching him. I, he's like probably one of my favorite players in the league right now. Um, so I'm happy that it worked out the way that it did because I think that it gave him the opportunity that he needed, and clearly he took it and ran with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, James, what are your thoughts on that Stephen A. thing, real quick? If they, if you want to speak a little loudly. What was it? So it was um, Stephen A. was basically saying that the Knicks making the playoffs and winning is more. Not, not impactful, but more of like a bigger headline slash like more of an indictment to KD and Kyrie not joining the Knicks because if the Knicks don't win a chip without, with a super team, it's kind of like, why, what was this? Why was this a thing when you could have been with the Knicks and done better potentially? Whatever. I don't know. It was a weird thing, Steven. I couldn't exactly work. I don't have, to have the exact quote, yeah. but you know, that's kind of the gist of what he was saying. See, I think that's bullshit because like realistically, <laughs> <laughs> like, like like kind of like what Reed was saying, like Julius Randle has been going off. Like he's an ab- he's been an absolute monster this monster, season. Yeah. And yep. the fact that they're, I think that it gives them more credibility with the fact that they were able to kind of scrub up a team of like young guys and, and people who one big dude, one yeah, big dude one to lead One one big veteran who could possibly lead the team, and they had no idea going into it, and. They've gotten a decent amount of success out of it, and I think that it's a, it's a, it's a future young team that could be dangerous later on in the NBA. Like but, the Pelicans. Yeah, almost. I would say that the Pelicans would be a good example for the Knicks right now, because like they don't have a lot of talent, but they have enough talent to where they can do something with it. Yeah. And I think that's where the Knicks are at, and they're kind of at this limbo state of not really knowing where you know what to do and where to go yeah. from it. But if they make the playoffs, that's great. Um, I'm not a fan of the Knicks, personally. <laughs> Me but, neither. Yeah, but, um, you know, I mean, good for them. I'm glad that they were able to get, actually get something going without having to bring in, like, three different stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why That's why I'm, I'm liking what the Knicks are doing this season. Because, yeah. you know, as a as a Brooklyn fan, I don't like the Knicks, but <laughs> I, I still like what they're doing. Oh, that's another thing about young talent and everything. Just because of Julius Randle popping off, Obi Toppin's been, re- like, resorted to, like, ten minutes a night. And they're like, they're, he's, they're, that was their number 10 pick or whatever, like top 15 pick, that was going to be like the superstar young player like Zion, well, like out of Dayton. Like, because we saw, like, we saw how Obi Toppin was from Dayton, because we are in the A10 going, being, we're George Mason students. We saw how dominant Obi Toppin was, and like, we were going to think, oh my, I, my thought was like, oh my god, Obi Toppin might be like a really good, like, Zion type player coming out of college. And now he's just a 10 minute night person on the bench. Like, that's, yeah. it's kind of sad to see. Because Julius Randle's had had a season, and and they would put him in the starting lineup, but Obi Toppin can't shoot threes, so he can't spread the floor with Julius Randle, so it would just be a nightmare on defense. Yeah. So that's just, that's my little reason. That's the reason why they don't do it, but like it's still sad to see that. 
Yeah, it definitely sucks. Because, yeah, like, when we... I remember um, at least one of the games, I think we went to The Dayton game? Yeah, I think we went to at least one of the Dayton games. Yeah, we were watching Obi Tom, and we were like, what the hell? Like, this dude's like a cheat code. Oh, yeah, that was was a game when Dayton came to George Mason, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. you fought live. Like, it wasn't on TV. Yeah, yeah, we were were like at Eagle Bank, you know, with a packed stadium. Packed (laughs) stadium. Yeah, we always saw that. But, um... Yeah, no, I remember watching him, and we were like, yeah. sheesh, like, this dude's about to go off in the league. Um, yeah. yeah, now, like you said, he's 10 minutes a night. Kind of sucks. Yeah, and that also brings up, we may potentially start up a George Mason uh, part of the sex, part of the podcast, because we go here, and if I, we go to enough games together, we might be able to talk about them a lot. Yeah, better. and on and uh, we have that new coach for Our next co- season. Um, Kim, I think Kim English? Kevin? I don't know his first name, but I think his last name is English. English. Yeah, Kevin English, probably, yeah. He's a, he's a, he came out of ten, he was an assistant out of Tennessee, and Tennessee's are usually a really good SEC uh, basketball program, so we'll see what they do and how they do in recruiting-wise, because recruiting is everything in college sports. So, mm-hmm. And, of course, you know me, I'm a big college sport, at least football-wise, and I understand most stuff transfers over to basketball, like, you know, recruiting, like, developing talent. So we'll see how, how he does here. We haven't made the final... But the play, whatever. I don't you know even, what? I, I can't. Do your research on George Mason because it's it's a weird thing that they love to pre- they love to preach. Yeah, it's not that interesting. Minus <laughs> our final four appearance in like two thousand six, but like that's it. Yeah, so um, one time, which like our school milks that so hard. Like, but then you realize so looking at recent hard. look at recent history. So hard, but like no, it's just everywhere. Like everywhere you go on campus, like I swear to God, near the basketball stadium. You will hear some something about the fact that we made it to the final four in two thousand six. Yeah, and we're like, what's happened since then? And then they're like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Okay, yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing happened. So yeah, that's that's all about base tangent. But I definitely we definitely could start it. I yeah, think I think we should. I think we'd be good. If we watch it up, and we weren't even that bad. We were fourth or third in the A ten. So like. Minus to like what VCU who made the who made the the tourney. Yeah, and but I then they got, they got they got Rona. They got Rona and they had to forfeit. They had to forfeit. Which is hilarious because I work sports broadcasting for Mason and like all the like the soccer team got 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 COVIDed and um Mm -hmm. their lacrosse team got COVIDed as well. Oh VCU's. VCU's COVID. Yeah, soccer. They just they just suck at at COVID. Being safe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, that's just our little thing about George Mason. But uh, let's move on to the Thunder uh, Celtics game. Uh, first thing, injuries up the butt for both teams because Shea was injured for the Thunder and five other players. Who don't really matter too much for the for the Thunder, and then of course Tatum, Kemba, and Robert Williams were out for the Thunder. So you know it kind of sucks seeing you know everyone injured, but uh, this is also a good. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, but this is also a good game to look at for like how can these you know young guys step up, how can these young guys play in like a pseudo tough situation with the Thunder, who aren't that bad of a team. They're they're you know middle well lower middle of the pack team. They're not like the Timberwolves, so you know they're better than that. Yeah, this so, is this is like a matchup where like you don't see pretty much the only person that stands out is Jalen Brown. Is, on our I was side. just about to say Jalen Brown. Everyone else, I mean Marcus Smart as well, but pretty much everyone else is you would not consider a star. Exactly. You know, so I think yeah, this was like a really great game for the young guys and like the rotational core to kind of just get out there and see what they can do. When they when they still lost, so I mean, you know, what what are we gonna do about it? Type yeah. Of deal. Well, I mean, you lost because you take a look at how um how some of these guys did. I mean, Evan Fournier with eleven points, he was four for fourteen. He's two for fu- two for nine. I two think. for nine from three. Marcus Smart one for ten from three. Like when. Jason Tatum's not here. These guys need to step up. And I think Evan Fournier 
one of the biggest because like he's hey, supposed to. Jalen be... Brown stepped up. You look at the top of the screen. Uh, yeah, I mean, but look at him. but he can't yeah. carry the team because that also brings me to the next question. Actually, do you have any more comments about the young guys? Because I was gonna bring up a question about Jalen Brown. No. Um, can Brown lead this team without Tatum, Kemba, etc.? Do you think he could lead this team? Like I... looking. No, this is only a one game sample size. So let's put that out there. Yeah. Off his one game sample size, does it look any good for Brown to lead this well, team? We've seen it before when he's the only one. He still. So he had a great night. Yeah. This night, you know, he had a double double, thirty nine points, fifty percent from the field. He had a great night. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We've seen it before when he he comes in um, without you know his his sidekick and um, they still lose. He has a great night. Technically, but they still he's lose. the sidekick, but <laughs> no, I mean, whoever the side, I get yeah, it's a, yeah. it's more of a partnership. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sidekick is not a good choice of words, but you got what I you <laughs> yeah. Got what I, mean. we, we, I get what you say. Yeah. Exactly. They just I don't I don't know why, but like just something about Jalen Brown. He's just having a really hard time leading the team to a win. You know? That's. See, that's my thing. Is like I see him as like a Chris Middleton type to like a Giannis. Yeah, and I think that he he definitely is like that yeah. with Jason Tatum. You know, or I think but that Tatum's not as good as Giannis. Thing. I wish he was more. I wish Tatum was more impactful like Giannis. But he's good for what he is, man. I mean, if he played to his strengths better, he would be way better. But you know, that's kind of like the last thing I had on the Thunder game. I mean, Darius Baisley and Lou Dort went really did really well, and it was yeah. good to see from some you know some guys you never really think about too much. You know, and we have our friend uh, Rusty, who is a Thunder fan. He's probably really happy to see that. He so. was very happy. But you know what I was pissed about? I forgot to take Lou Dort off of my injury list. Oh, my God. And, and he did he, that. He had, like, a great night. Yeah, yep. he, like, got, like, 40 points or some 40 fantasy points or something. Mm-hmm. So that was just sitting yeah. in my bench. I'm officially done for fantasy, like so... Don't we have the consolation? I have consolation games, but yeah, because like, I have a consolation. I got, don't, I got they don't count. Round. I got bounced first. I was at one seed. I got bounced because uh, <laughs> Darren Fox, Donovan Mitchell, and Tobias Harris were all injured throughout oh, the week. Even, so I don't even want to hear it, dude. Are you kidding me? And I, I I showed James my whole lineup. It was just it was red, half, red, red across the board. But I had dude. three game time decisions Everyone, too. I was just like, bro. Yeah, like I some of them were healthy, some of them weren't. I was just like, why? Last week, like it seemed like for everyone, like all the teams were dealing with. Hella and it's weird because think about it. So this is not just fantasy, but think about it. All these teams are dealing with injuries before the playoffs, and you don't want to have these teams or these guys coming in raw or like coming to recovery off injury coming into the playoffs. Like that yeah. would suck for a lot of teams to mm-hmm. deal with. That's why I'm kind of scared about what's gonna happen with the Nets because we have this big three. Yeah. But they haven't played together like at all. They have. I think they have like four games under their belt when all three of them played. Same with the Celtics. You know, seeing Tatum get injured now recently, and Robert Williams has been on and off, and Kemba's been on and off. Brown's mm-hmm. on and off too. And like, and you know, we saw the big three play together on the on that six game winning streak. But then you realize like now injuries are coming in. Like, are we ever gonna see that big three shine again? Yeah, Campbell, and you don't Brown know like how long these guys can stay healthy for if they can even stay healthy throughout a playoff series. Our, as well. our big threes are clearly you know? having a big pro- have a lot of problem. A big, the big three is having a big problem. problem. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, that's that's kind that's of the thing. Man. I'm just like, injuries are a big problem for a lot of teams, but like especially for like teams that have like big threes like us it, or. If you call it a big three for the Celtics, but I think that's our three best players kind mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. of course. It, no, it definitely sucks, dude. Yeah, especially since like even assuming that the Nets can stay healthy, they're gonna yeah. come in and like I don't know how they're gonna work together because like again we've ba- they we've never seen play. them. You barely seen them work together. So. Exactly, and I can't even remember the last time I saw all three of them on the court. See, at I, the same I, time, let alone be in the same game together. Yeah. See, I have hope because we, I saw how Brown, Tatum, and Kemba could play together simultaneously, and they played well together, so hopefully that magic 
transfers to the playoffs. Hopefully, so we'll see. I mean, I hope I hope you guys do something because if you guys like it get bounced first round, shit, I am like, I, would, I am gonna go cry in my bed for the next week. Because yeah, I would be upset. Like I want to see I for how good see we are. Celtics do a decent job because like you guys are. I mean, we've been bounced the second round for how many years? Minus the the, the scary Terry year. When when Kyrie got injured and we went to the to the Eastern Conference Championship and lost seven games to LeBron, which is like I think at the peak of Brad Stevens. We also made Eastern games. Conference Finals last year as well. Who did? The Celtics. No, they didn't. Oh, they did. They but did, it, they did. But they, we we lost in six, right? We lost in six. I, oh my god. No, that was a. Uh, was I don't a, remember actually. I know the I, don't I know the Cel- I know the Celtics Raptors series went seven. I honestly yeah. don't remember. Celtics Raptors. Yep. Yeah. So. Whatever. But, um, yeah, dude. I, I, it's... I hope that you guys do something good. Because, like, I actually do like watching Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play. I they're think fun. They're, I think they're good players, and they're fun to watch, yeah. I, I, I hate watching the Nets because it's just a super team. Just watching too many good players. I was like, what, <laughs> yeah, am, I, what am I supposed to be looking at exactly. here? Exactly. Like, the same old, you're same old watching, stuff. You're watching 2K with, like, the sliders. Yeah, I'm watching, yeah, up, sli- we're, po- watching, we're watching 2K uh, against yeah, rook- like, on rookie mode, bro. Yeah, you're like, what's, like, how do you, like, can you miss, please? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, That's exactly what, how I, every time I watch a Nets game. But, yeah, uh, sometimes, man. But So, yeah, the next thing I, I had. I wish that they would actually, like, play, though. You yeah, know? play. <laughs> not, not load management, not injuries, you know. It. Is Katie on load management or that? What's the deal? Is I mean, I don't know. There's like a lot of debate around whether or not he actually is as injured as they say he is. He tore the Achilles to- again. Yeah, <laughs> like he totally is not as bad as they say he is. But yeah. they're like hella scared. He's like a because Katie is like a glass cannon completely. Man, I mean, look at his leg, bro. You you, you flick know, his leg to shatter. Slim Reaper. Yeah, he gets knocked slim over. He, get, he gets knocked <laughs> over in a in a slight breeze. <laughs> a slight breeze. He said Slim over. Reaper. That just got me. I that's love it. That's what that's what people call him, apparently. Is that wait? But, um, I gotta look at basketball. Yeah, yeah look at basketball reference. I, I, I actually swear want, Slim Reaper is on I there. swear that'd be hilarious. But, um, yeah, like a light breeze knocks this dude over. Um, he God. can he can put thirty points <laughs> up Durant. like it's nothing, but. He just doesn't freaking. Oh play, my god. See, Durantula, Slim Reaper. Oh, yeah. I like Durantula. I think Durantula's funny. <laughs> you got the, 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 the spider legs all twiggy and stuff. He is, he is built like that. He's built like, like he, a spider. He's kind of built like a spider. Oh yeah. my god. That's, all, that's hilarious. Really I never, is. I didn't know about Durantula, really but Slim Reaper is so funny. <laughs> <I like laughs> oh Durantula god. As well. Uh, I mean, that's it for the games. Uh, there's not much else, but I did have something to bring up. Uh, we picked up Jabari Parker like throughout that middle of that 16 win streak, and we dropped Mo Wagner. I, I was so confused. But, I mean, after... I wasn't confused about the Mo Wagner drop because yeah. I kind of figured, like, when you guys picked him up, I was, like, questioning how long he could stay on the roster. Because we also have, what's his name? Oh, f- uh, what's his name? Uh, no, Luke, Luke Cornette. That's oh, yeah, what it was. Luke we also Cornette. have another young center, Luke Cornette, so... I was like, why do we have two young centers on the bench who are probably rotting away? Exactly. So, so I guess dropping one was good, and then Jabari Parker is a veteran who's been in the playoffs. You know, he has that experience, so you know maybe that's a good thing. I don't know what that thought what thought came through your head when you heard Jabari Parker's name re- being relevant again. Yeah, well, like, that was one of the main things. I was like, this dude's like <coughs> back. Yeah, so like, you know, guess, who, been, guess who's on, back? You, t- uh, I think either James or you told me that he was on the free agency market for like the whole season, and then Probably he got picked James. up now. Was it you, James, that told me that? I don't remember. I don't remember what? telling him that. That Jabari Parker was on the free agency market this yeah, whole season. That. Yeah, James told me it was a, he was on the free agency market this whole time and no one was picking him up. I was like, that's a decent bench like a decent bench center. And we picked him up, of course. So he's been playing all right mm-hmm. for what it is, but like I didn't I didn't realize Jabari Parker was like that. I, didn't, I thought he was on like a bench unit somewhere, like a Milwaukee or something like that, just like not doing anything. 
I'm just surprised. I mean, I don't know what your I thoughts was, about I mean, Jabari Parker is. Surprised as well. I don't know too much about him, but um, I mean, you just said he's a, a veteran guy, and I think right now, the Celtics need as much veteran leadership as they can get. Yes. Um, because like, you know when you go into the playoffs this this year, um, a big player throughout the regular season, not a huge big player, but like he's been a solid piece as Peyton yes. Pritchard. Um, and he has, you know, he's a rookie, so he has zero playoff experience. So I think that, you know, just bringing in more veterans is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, that's what every 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 uh, content, contending team wants to do. So exactly, just bring in more veterans. For. Experience and is like so highly regarded. You know, like I think if, people if are undervalue it sometimes too. Yeah, I I agree because yeah, no, if you have some guy who's like been in the playoffs and he just knows what, because the playoffs are just a different. It's just different. That's why. Like that's why. Season, why you, know? you see Kawhi and LeBron play really well in the playoffs and not play that well in the regular season because that's that's where they shine. Like it's a different breed. You need to be a different breed to be well, do well in the playoffs. Like you know, for how much a lot Wait, of people. LeBron, LeBron and Kawhi play well in the regular season. But Le- Kawhi low managers and LeBron okay, also well, yeah, low managers. Low, They're both they both low managed nowadays. Yeah, so. so they definitely turn up. Um, like Rondo. Rondo is literally a different the embodiment player. of a, playoff. Person, a different, a different player. It's crazy seeing him, but yeah. um, yeah. Example. So like the yeah, the playoffs are just like a different animal. So I think that bringing in these veteran guys who at least have just been there, you yeah. know, just to like have the experience. Great idea. I think. Yeah, and by the way, I'm just gonna say this right now. Jabari Parker is averaging more points and everything over Romeo Langford to tie back with the Romeo Langford thing. We gave he gave we gave Romeo Langford 25 minutes. And we're giving Jabari Parker like fifteen. He's doing. We score more in less time. But I'm just like I had the basketball reference up. If you, if you need, I don't know what your thoughts on that was. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's the that's, thing that also ticks me off. So like I was like, why? That's pretty insane. I think that just goes to show that like you don't need like hella time. Yeah. To, you know, be, to be impactful or exactly. just do what you need to do. Exactly. You do. Yeah, you can. Oh, who was it? I'm trying. No, I'm trying to remember. Like there was, damn, I I really can't remember. You can think of any, like, honestly was, any team. No, like, but there was like a very specific instance that I thought I had in my head of someone doing really crazy shit in like a couple minutes. But um, yeah, I know like Peyton, what like Damian Lillard in the last two minutes of every game. No, I'm <laughs> talking about like they played like ten minutes throughout the game. And, oh, like, they did some crazy shit. I was like Damian Lillard um, in the last two minutes is deadly, bro. You can't. You can't no, he, oh, definitely. Dame Dollar in the last two time. minutes, clutch Dame. Dame Dollar in the clutch time. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Peyton Pritchard usually doesn't play a crazy amount of minutes, and he can yep. usually produce like decently. Produce. Yeah, you know? I agree. So, yeah, you just you don't need you don't need a lot of time. Exactly. That's a lot of the bench guys don't understand sometimes, mm-hmm. especially the young guys. Like you just need to do what you need to do and just develop. Mm-hmm. But, but then I, mean, I also think to that point is like so on the flip side of it, sometimes like you do kind of need minutes to like settle in build, yeah you know i mean i, mean? I feel like, like that's what practice is for to get you building up for that and then you yeah get more minutes but like get some trusted. some players just for some reason like i mean it's not like for some reason but um like some, <laughs> yeah. play, some players just like they need time to just like settle into the game being on the court you know yeah exactly being on the court and like getting used to it because you also got to like feel out you know your opponent a little bit because um yeah like practice you know i mean you practice with these boys every day like yep. you know exactly what they're gonna do you know but yep. this team that you're going against you don't know so it might take a little bit of time yeah. Uh, so funny enough, uh, did you have anything? I mean, for one minute, hot take. My my one thing I could really think about was like how dominant the Hawks have been without Trey Young, and I couldn't really think of anything. 
I mean, because like I've been following. There's not really been any big headlines. I couldn't. I, am I? I could be tripping because like I haven't seen much. But um, something that I wanted to bring up that I saw today was um, something that Stephen A. Smith said about Westbrook. I don't know if you saw. Oh, that. that's another thing. That's the yeah, see. Yeah. That's that's also the guy I I was talking about with the the Knicks and Nets thing. Mm-hmm. Also, he he also brought up the the Westbrook comments, and he brought up one other comment. Oh, he's bringing about uh, uh Andrew Wiggins. Being like basically, you should train him for a bag of chips, which yeah. he's not. Wiggins is way better than a bag of chips, but you know that's like he's like a family size bag of chips. No, he <laughs> no he he is a lace factory type of guy. Like on defense at least, and also he's if you look at his stats, he's been playing. He's been playing really well for the. No, he has been. I think a, a lot of people also do crap on Andrew Wiggins for just being a bust. <laughs> was, yeah, well, because he was he was a number one pick. You know, you expect your number one pick to produce more. Like I think if he was like a fifth pick. I think people would be completely fine with how he's playing right now. Hey, he's yeah. averaging 18 points and yeah, three like rounds, two, three assists, blocking a steal a game, which is good. Not bad. Not what's bad. his What's his defense? Okay, I'm actually one thing I want to look up because like he, my my person I watched was also preaching his his defense. So I'm gonna look at his defensive win shares. It's up to a 2.2, which is really high, because mm. his last year was like at a 0.3. So basically, he was like a non-factor on defense. Yeah, seriously. So now he's a 2.2. That's a big jump for a guy to make. Yeah, man. He's he's good. I mean, I have him on my fantasy roster. Um, he's, it's just Can't like... Can he get you fantasy points? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. Oh, no, really? he doesn't. Maybe no, he's he not doesn't. a fantasy guy. Maybe he's more of a defensive guy. Like no, he, yeah, he, he's definitely not a fantasy guy. But, um, I mean, like, kind of... So he, he goes off some nights. He's, some nights. he's inconsistent. But, um... Like the Warriors he, this season. <laughs> like the, yeah, exactly. They get exactly. blown out by 60 points, and they win by 60 points. I, I, wait, what, what was the game that we were talking about earlier with the Warriors... That they were like it was like two days ago that they were either they won by like forty or some crap. Oh no, we were talking about wait. I think I know what you're mentioning. I, but then we realized that we were tripping and we were thinking about a game that happened a long time ago. I think. Which was the Nuggets outscoring the Warriors like sixty points or something. Like uh, that. It was the Raptors. Raptors and Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, Raptors and versus Kyle. Warriors. Or no, it wasn't Kyle Larry. Crap! Who was? It? I think it might have been Gary Trent. Who yeah. had um a like, monster, but, like a sixty point night or something like that. I think yeah, he had he had a crazy crazy points, but his plus minus he like set the new Raptors record for plus, plus minus. minus. Oh my yeah. god! Um, he it was like plus it was like plus fifty two or something like that. It was oh ridiculous. god! Oh god! <laughs> that was crazy. That was like weeks ago though. Yeah, I, I was also because yeah, I remember one game there like the Warriors blew out some team and I was just like. It just came like to bite back, like they're, they yeah, lost by sixty. Now they won them. by like forty or something. Like that. You never know what that. Anyway, so you want you want to bring up the Westbrook? We got sidetracked. Well, you want to bring up the Westbrook comments? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to bring up the Westbrook comments because I think what Stephen A. Smith said was um no one like he doesn't think that Westbrook is a stat patter, but he will what? say that <laughs> um well because some people have been like clowning on Westbrook saying he's a stat patter. Yeah. Um, but so I think Stephen A. Smith said he's not a stat patter. He doesn't believe he is, but. That people are denying his greatness to a degree because, because he didn't win a chip. Exactly, because he didn't win a chip, and he hasn't, and it's questionable whether or not he is going to win a chip. Uh, I agree with the last thing you said. Like it's questionable if he's ever going to win a chip because I don't think he's ever going to get traded to a team because like most teams that are like trying to compete don't need his play style. His, his play style is actually a hindrance to most systems that are trying to compete for yeah a because, yeah because he just takes so much of the offensive <coughs> load load you know? and also just like it's, it's like you run the office through him or or he is like a non-factor like he can't stand out on the wing and like take threes every so often yeah like, he's not he's not the best off ball guy yeah so, like yeah, harden he, he, like harden he's the, yeah exactly harden like just sits harden. there in the corner like 
waiting for the ball, you know. Just but I, I mean, hey, he stepped into the playmaking role. I do like perfect, that. Perfectly. But, um... Oh, who are we talking Westbrook, Westbrook, right. Yeah, Westbrook. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I think that... I don't know. I mean, I do think that Westbrook is great, but I, I mean, I have to agree with Stephen A. Smith to a degree because it's like you say you said he's not a stat pattern. No, I, I don't think he's a stat pattern because it's obvious okay. that when he gets triple doubles, they do win. Okay. You know, so I don't think he's a stat pattern at all. Um, hmm. But I definitely think that it's questionable. You know how like where he ranks on like all time lists and stuff like yeah. that um, because of his lack of you know like winning. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know where I rank them all time because, again, it's weird. Because, like, it's, it's you, I have people in my top 50 that are never won championships. Well, I would have to pull it up. I, I've never actually officially ranked. I just list people off. Like, you know, Charles Barkley type who never won a championship, but, like, mm-hmm. he's really good. And I yeah, would put like in my John top 50. Stockton, Carl Malone. John Stockton. Does Steve Nash, Steve Nash won a chip? Uh, Nash did not win a chip. Yeah, so he's, uh, Nash was another person I had in mind. Uh, who else do I have? Did I have anyone else in mind that it was, like, really apparent? Team won one. Oh, crap. I can't think I of can't, any. I can't think of any. Yao won. Yao won. Yao won championships, I'm pretty sure. Who? Yao didn't win a championship. Yeah, there you go. Yao. That's not uh, Yao Ming. Um, yeah. I know Chris Paul's like still playing, but like he hasn't won a ring yet. Yeah, there you go. He's that's... definitely up there on the all-time list of people I would who agree. haven't won a ring. Again, maybe I would have to do like a whole full video about like top 50 players that's all a time. tough one. Cause, like, dude, and also, I didn't, grow up in, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in like the younger, in the older like times older like generations of, of basketball so I don't, I don't really i can't really speak on them as well as like some yeah you know like a, like a Stephen yeah. a can yeah we, we can only like watch highlights and stuff really yeah you know? like it's it's tough to see there you go and like maybe watch the last dance to see like you know how scotty yeah. how impactful scotty was that we never you know, actually got screwed over by the bulls and we never knew that until now a little so bit, a little bit so yeah that's like kind of how it is i mean mm-hmm. Stephen a has some weird takes the past couple weeks like the nets we talked about the nets next one and then mm-hmm. we talked about the Westbrook, and I said the Wiggins thing, like he traded for a bag of chips. Like what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? like no, definitely. Stephen not, A has had three, chips, three. But. You never see. Okay, the thing about Stephen A, I want to actually let's go on a little rant about Stephen A. Yeah, yeah I like him, yeah, but I like he always takes the majority side that will never get critiqued or like it will like it will never like the take will never fail because like that's what everyone thinks and it's most likely gonna happen. These last three takes. Have been really bad and like I don't think everyone has said to that. Say, I was like I'm pr- like these last couple weeks he's are not been, Stephen like, A takes. They're like Max yeah. Kellerman takes. Yeah, he's been like off the walls almost. And Max um, Kellerman is usually with the off the wall so takes, which I like some of them, but some of them are just yeah. off the wall. Yeah, actually off the wall. So like seriously. no, but I actually I like their like their dynamic together because like whenever Max like says some dumb shit, like Stephen A Smith is like, "What are you talking and about?" That's, and that's Kellerman and called him out on that dumb shit in the last three takes that yeah, um, that, that he made. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I mean. So we're talking West the Westbrook take the Wiggins, Wiggins bag of chips take and then the uh, the Knicks Nets uh, the net and the Knicks and the Nets but like them being like saying that the Nets the the F- Katie and Kyrie are basically not basically failures but they like did, they didn't live up to the hype and also the yeah. the Knicks were more are more of a significant like the wins are more significant for the Knicks than they are the Nets yeah so that that playoff. part I definitely agree with the fact that the Nets are championship or bust yeah if there we, you go that's we, what it is if we don't win then yeah I'd it's agree kind of with a that. failure but, um, <laughs> it's a complete failure for sure um and the Knicks, but if the Knicks win then like I don't know if not I the Knicks like win the chip I'm talking about like the Knicks the, yeah, you're no, comparing no, no, the Knicks winning a playoff versus series yeah Wait, oh, winning just the first round versus the mm-hmm. Nets winning it all. No, yeah, that definitely I don't agree with, but um, yeah. for sure the Nets are championship or bust right now. Yeah, no and that's the Knicks. No doubt. Wait, will they? At, so they're at four. They're at so four they would now. play either 
the Hawks or the yeah they would just play the Hawks. Never mind. They're not in the they're not with the the playing guys. So they're they're playing the fifth seed. Yeah. Hawks versus Knicks. Ooh, that'd be a good game. Yeah. Quickly versus Young, and you see Randall versus Collins. Ooh, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun game. I could I could definitely see. Um, I could get down. Oh, for that. is is Capella still in the Hawks? Yes, Capella's still in the Hawks. Yeah, so, so he's he, he's leading the league in rebounds right now, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Where is it? Again, this is this is like I, I haven't yeah, looked right at, here. He's almost got fifteen boards a game, fourteen points. I have not looked. I have not looked at the the standings in a while. So I do not know what is going on with that. And also, I didn't realize the, the Celtics were a six seed till now because I thought they were like a constant five. Then talking about the Haw- we lost no, our sorry. last three games and the Hawks jumped up. Because uh, if if you look at the last three games, we lost the the Nets, the Hornets, and then the Thunder, and then now we lost our our fifth seed. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we're trying to fight for home court advantage, and this is not helping. Yeah. So, oh, did we? I don't know if we talked about this last time, but um. Did we mention? It's been a minute, so <laughs> about, yeah, facts um, about like home court advantage and whether or not like it actually matters this year. Yes, we did talk about home court, especially with the Celtics trying to fight for this home court because mm-hmm. we talked about it a little. And I think our gist was like it didn't really matter because it's low capacity. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, take but then I think like at the same time it's like just nice to like see your have own, fans. Y- yeah, yeah. it will also just like see your own logo, you know, and like you know yeah. you're playing in like your house. Yeah, you know. And again, it's not technically home court because you technically go to your. It's a two and two, and then the home court really does only matter in game seven. Yeah, you just gotta win. You gotta know how to win on the road. That's really the gist of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's really it. I mean I didn't really have any, again. I did not have a one minute hot take plan. We just talked about Steve. We just crapped on Stephen A. for a little bit for the <laughs> three crappy takes. No, no, I don't crap on. It. I still love that guy. I still, I still, I, said, I, I, I preface this that I love him, but like these three takes were really bad. So like yeah, I had to were, like say pretty, something about pretty, it. They were pretty off the wall, no doubt. Yeah. So like I mean that was. I mean I don't know if you have any comments for like the Nets or anything. Any Celtics wise Nets? Not really. I am excited for this playing tournament though. The play-in tournament, which we will cover in future ones because we'll cover it closer to the playoffs. Yeah, or when, actually it, when the play-in tournaments happen. And we'll starts, give our, probably our predictions it when it's starts start. on Tuesday, May 18th and concludes Friday, May 21st. So, so when it gets a little bit probably in about we'll three, about two, three weeks we'll talk about the play-in tournament because I think mm-hmm. it'll be fun to talk about like maybe a 10 seed making it. It'll be kind of yeah, fun to I see. Yeah, I think it. that would be awesome. So currently the 10 seed, do you have the standings? No, I think, oh, I can pull Click it. So, so currently, the, so imagine the Wizards being in the playoffs. With Westbrook and Beal and everything, how they were doing. Yeah, and they would be playing the Pacers. The thing, the uh, okay, the ten, the ten, the tenth seed is twenty-seven and thirty-four. Think about a team like that making the playoffs. Yeah, that would be insane. That is goofy. But also, I question whether or not, like, even if the Wizards do win their one play-in game, like, how far can they actually go in the playoffs? They'll be swept. Imagine like a gentleman sweep in the first round. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, because like I don't. One pity, one pity win for for Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So, I, I mean, know. we'll talk about it again. We'll talk about that later. But that's really it for the Celtics side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really else to talk about. So you know, please like, share, and subscribe on the YouTube channel if you made it this far. You you gotta subscribe. Congra- congratulations. C- congratulations! You went through the whole breakdown of like the past three weeks, <laughs> so you have to subscribe now. And also, same with the Apple Podcast and on Spotify. Please subscribe. And if if you have a Twitter, follow me on Twitter at SportsBitsPod. I got a lot of random tweets I post on there. Anything I'm thinking about on the day, I just tweet it out. See what happens. Get a lot of good reactions sometimes from some outlandish takes I throw out there sometimes. Yeah, you throw some like, Stephen A. Smith takes. Yeah, out there. I, I throw out some <laughs> Stephen A. Smith takes. So if you want to hear about those. You know, follow me on Twitter. But yeah, that's the end of the end of the podcast. We'll see you all next week because we're gonna keep this. We're trying to get the schedule back because we're this three week hiatus was kind of 
crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want I want to get the. I, the, I missed it. I missed, yeah. I missed doing this. I, I do. I do. We, I miss we, this too. We do it. I know exactly. So we'll get back into it. Also, when I go back home, we'll probably have to transition back to Zoom. So that's a quick announcement. We'll probably have to transition back to Zoom. Probably, but you know, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Yeah, back. we'll cross it. Next week, I think was our last in person. So, you know, tune in next week for the last in person one. James will be in it because I know he'll be free. So mm-hmm. get our last big bang of the semester before we all go home. That's right. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll see you all. Peace. Peace.